Thank you so much for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast show. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and you are here to listen to others talk about the business of medicine. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with somebody else that is in the business of medicine so we can all learn together. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Whisperer show. You know, if you've been following since 2018, you'll know that I have been uh, mostly working with integrative medicine physicians. So I'm always happy to have a conversation with a physician that is brave enough to break out of corporate and um, really ultimately, at the end of the day, help the patient. So although this show is about the business of medicine, the business of medicine is a direct impact on the patient. So I'm very happy to have this conversation today with Dr. Jen Flegar. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really uh, proud always that a physician like you has done that, but also that you're a woman. So kudos to you, Doz. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely multitasking. But the good thing is now that I own my own business, I make my own hours. So I'm not missing baseball games and choir concerts and all of that. So it's positive. Yes. So why don't, if you would indulge us, will you give us a little bit of your origin story and your your why into why you got into medicine in the first place? And then um, I'd like to transition into what you're doing today. Yes, absolutely. So I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. I remember my grandpa had heart disease. He went and got open heart surgery. And I, I knew after that I was really young like probably a freshman in high school. And I was like, I want to be a doctor. I was always interested in sciences. So I, I knew it was for me. So went through, you know, medical school, residency in emergency medicine. I was very happy out practicing emergency medicine, but then I kept seeing the same patients over and over again. I was basically like a primary care doctor too, which I liked because I, I, lo I love the ER because no matter where people are at, you're there to help them. And this one patient, I started doing um, nutrition with her and talked to her about what she was eating because she was going to the gastroenterologist. She was going to her primary care doctor and she wasn't getting better. She was there with stomach pain. I'm like, look, we can't CT you 20 times a year. You're going right. to get cancer. Right. So I was super frustrated. At the same time, I also became pregnant with my first son and I just kind of did a 180 and I was like, wow. Um, you know, I, I want to breastfeed, clot diaper, look into nutrition. What am I putting in my body? And I told my husband, I'm like, I want to go back in and do a fellowship in integrative medicine. Mm. So I, I knew conventional medicine wasn't working. I saw it. I went into medicine to help people. And I yes. felt like I wasn't doing it enough. And the emergency room, yes, I still work in the emergency room. If someone has an acute injury, they need intubated, they need stitches, they need their bone reset. I am there. And I think that there is such a place for conventional medicine, but in chronic conditions, which is the leading cause of death in America, the top 13, you know, is chronic disease and inflammation. So I, I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. It's just, you know, sick care and, and wonderful to be able to be involved in preventative medicine. Um, that is 
it's the conversation I'm having all the time, you know, all the doctors, you know, that when they say it to me the first time, they're like, you know, I went to medical school because I wanted to help people, Sharon. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, uh, there is a space for everything, but today you need time. You need to ask about the, the core issues. You know, when, when doctors ask me today that I work with, you know, what was what was the first trauma that you can remember in your life? I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get somewhere. Me and you are going to get somewhere together. So um, I love that. So you have been now working on your own for how long? Five years, I opened my practice. So we just rebranded the name and now we're Healthology Integrative Med Spa. And I am there practicing my integrative medicine and it's really word of mouth. I, I'm very busy. I'm very happy, very blessed. And I think the hardest thing for people to realize is if you want to practice true, true medicine, as I call it, you know, I knew I had to open my own practice. I needed to be able to dictate the time I spent with my patients, how I practiced medicine, even though I practice evidence-based medicine, I, I still, you know, especially with the pandemic, they were telling doctors how to practice medicine. And if I did not have my own practice, which thank God I did, and I was here and that was where I was supposed to be, I, hundreds and hundreds of patients that I helped probably would have passed away. So when you look at the passion, if you're passionate about functional or integrative medicine, you might have to turn that passion into work, into hard work and, and open a practice. And it's really scary, but... Yeah. Yeah. But if you're doing the right thing, it will work out. And, and I think that's what I've really noticed is it's been really hard work, but the, um, just in my office, I'll, I'm going to get tears just in my office yesterday, a patient, she, we were talking, you know, while she was getting checked out and she was just shouting to my waiting room, like she saved my life. And, you know, she had been to a bunch of other doctors and the silly thing is, um, I was just being thorough with her thyroid because she's like, my thyroid's off, but they're just giving me medication and they're saying nothing's really wrong. So I did a full evaluation, which included an ultrasound and we caught thyroid cancer. Mm. And I'm like, she's been to so many conventional medicine doctors and she's still saying something's wrong. Mm. And I ordered a conventional test. So um, anyway, it's, it's very rewarding. So with Hashimoto's in general and thyroid disease, Another reason why this is such a passion of mine is I had Hashimoto's disease mm. yeah, and I was diagnosed with thyroid problems in high school because my mom read an article in one of those prevention magazines and asked the doctor to order thyroid labs. So fast forward when I was- Thank God for moms. Shout out to the moms. Yes. So that's another, that's another little pearl. If the mother says something's wrong- you dig and dig and dig until you find it, you know, I mean, you know, so then I, I had a nodule that was growing and in medical school, I, I felt it, we were doing anatomy and I'm like, wow, this is bigger. I haven't felt this for a while. So I had to go in and get surgery to rule out thyroid cancer. And I remember the surgeon coming in, oh, good news. It's not cancer. And I was so happy about that. It's like, it's Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And it's like, I just took out half the thyroid because it was so diseased. And he's like, there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm a med student. I'm going to listen to an attending doctor. And 
I probably suffered until, you know, until my thirties, until I changed my diet and went gluten-free and fixed my gut health. And I finally have, you know, I have zero antibodies for the last decade. And yeah. And and it's crazy because I'll get patients and they're like endocrinologists say you cannot reverse thyroid antibodies. You can't reverse this disease. And I'm like, oh, cool. Cause I did. And I'm a double board certified doctor and Mm -hmm. patients do. So I, I think that conventional medicine is just really lagging behind you yeah. know, the science and everything. Oh my goodness. Well, yes. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people have said to me, and I have no clinical background. I say that often. I'm just about business, but I've worked in the medical industry for over 20 years now. And thankfully in uh, mostly integrative in the last 10 years, And there are a lot of people out there thinking because a family member had breast cancer that they shouldn't go on bioidenticals, right? Um, And it's such a misnomer. To me, it's like, I'm like, oh my God, like, where have you been? You really still believe this, you know? So there is so much information out there that is very old, very antiquated and, and very scary, I feel like, for the physicians sometimes that have just like, well, this is what I've been saying. I'm not going to allow my ego to admit maybe that I might've been wrong there, you know? Um, so it, it, it's, it's very admirable that um, you've taken that and, and decided to do something scary, um, which is ending up being, of course, uh, very rewarding. Um, and before we get to the rewarding parts, because I do think that uh, I would love for everybody to know exactly what you're doing in your practice. Um, tell me about your first year in business and, and please be sincere. (laughs) I want to know how bad it was. So when we first opened up, it was a center for integrative medicine and also a yoga studio. So Mm -hmm. we had a building and I had different modalities in, I still have massage in my office, but we had yoga, um, private yoga. And then I was just starting out. So what I was doing is I was working part-time at my office and then also working part-time in the ER. Probably, I think, I I think it was like six shifts, six to eight a month. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was working out. The other thing is when you go into this world of integrative medicine or functional medicine, you're always learning. It's need to allow multiple hours a week. I mean, I probably study and read six hours a week and Mm -hmm. I research patient conditions because you will get patients that have been to 10 doctors and it's actually helpful because I'm like, good, you've ruled out all of the things that I I maybe would have wanted to rule out. You know, I'm glad for that. And, you know, but you will still be researching. You'll be checking with your colleagues, um, Facebook groups. I have a great supportive functional Facebook group that we bounce ideas off of each other because this is what doctors used to do. They used Mm -hmm. to be able to share knowledge sit around, talk about it um, without anyone interjecting. So the problem now is that we have a lot of outside influence, like pharmaceutical um, hospital administration, and they're dictating what you do or say. So if you bring in an outside idea, like functional or integrative medicine, then it might be poo-pooed, right? So I, I think that that makes medicine tough nowadays, and that is um, impeding healing. So the first year was just the hardest thing is probably, you know, getting staff, everyone that's cohesive, um, 
so I was doing the yoga too. So that was just kind of an influx of hiring instructors. I did a lot of the phone calls back myself and my husband would help. And I checked out my own patients. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I did that for about a year. Then things were starting to pick up. I hired someone to help out at the front desk and to help me. And then COVID hit. So I think that like, that is just like, eh, you know, we'll just kind of ignore that. But I mean, I actually was busy because I was treating those patients. Um, I did have someone at the front desk. The yoga went away, which actually it was kind of more from a business standpoint, it wasn't working. It was a lot of hassle and I wasn't getting a lot of revenue. So when you look at from a business standpoint, I didn't want to let it go from like, oh, this is great, but I, I had to let it go because I was spending too much time managing a yoga studio instead of doing the things that I want to do, like right. patient research. Yeah. And building like my brand. So then, I mean, the past year has just been really great. Yeah. Um, I'm looking into getting someone to help me out. Um, you know, another doctor or maybe a mid-level no one really wants to live in Northwest Ohio. So I, <laughs> I can't Come really Tampa Bay. We want you here. Oh, yes. Actually, my husband, we, we were like, it was like a year ago, like within his company, a slot like open. And he's like, no, I'm too happy. Like where I'm at with his customers. And yeah, but maybe, I mean, maybe for, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, but I know I'm meant to be here for a reason, but it mm -hmm. is hard to people. So, um, so right now I, I have, um, someone at the front desk four days a week. I'm here two days, two to three days a week, usually two days doing full integrative medicine only. And then one day doing a mix of phone calls and an aesthetic. So we also do natural aesthetics also, which is really fun. And I'm very passionate about natural. Tell aging. us about natural aesthetics. Yeah, so that we're looking at different things like PRP um, or PRF. More people hear PRP, that's why I say it, but PRF is great. It's platelet-rich fibrin, so you can use that in the skin to increase your own collagen and elastin. Um, and we do some injections and we do RF microneedling and some lasers. So um, I just thought that women really needed, because I know I needed it, a natural aesthetic place to go where you know that they're not going to promote things just to make money. They're going to promote what you need. And most of my patients want more natural aging, only, you know, no fillers, no toxins. So we, we offer those. Um, and it's actually, I love it. I just got um, PRF in my lips and mm. it's natural. Yeah. It and looks great. Yeah. While I'm aging. So that, that wasn't, this is a, a fun part of the business. So the integrative medicine can be really heavy some days because, um, there's a lot of emotion. Like you said, we talk about trauma. You brought up trauma. We talk about trauma. We talk about, um, medical hexing. I mean, like you said, people are like, oh, your family member had breast cancer. You're going to get it. You're, you can't be on hormones. And, that, that's really tough. I mean, I, I, I had a patient that told that she's just not going to heal from her RA and that it's just, she's going to be on steroids the rest of her life. Yeah. That's, is that even, that's not okay to like tell mm -hmm. patients that their body can't heal at all. Right. It's just, uh, yes. 
Yeah. So those are heavy. So that's the one nice thing about my business is that I have the aesthetics too. And I'm a procedure girl. I'm, I'm an ER doctor. Yeah, so ER. I was just like, yeah, of course you are. I, I need to have, I need to have the procedures. Is mm. You need to, right? Like <laughs> I'll remember I, I would work in the ER when I was full time and I'd be like, I haven't had many like central lines lately. And, and the nurses are like, what'd you do? Why do you see? I'm then- craving them. Yeah, no, um, I, I love that you mentioned that because it really does take, the thing about what you're doing versus what would happen, say, if somebody went to a primary care doctor is they just don't have the time. They don't have the time. It's a, a treat them and street them mentality. Um, and, and the doctors get, you know, sucked into that life. And uh, it's very frustrating then when you do go to somebody else 20 years later and you've been on nine different antidepressants and nobody is trying to get to the root of the issue um, or talking or encouraging, you know, therapy or or mental health or, you know, that I remember my mom, my mom had breast cancer. I just turned 50 in October. And as soon as I felt off one day, <laughs> I went right over to uh, Dr. Jennifer Hayes, who's here in Tampa Bay, who, you know, left conventional medicine a long time ago, OBGYN trained, and now is really doing mostly cosmetic um, uh, vaginal rejuvenation and bioidenticals. And I just, I just asked her questions, you know, I, I didn't get on anything yet, but I don't have that fear of all of the things that are, you know, generations before us were told. And, um, and it's very difficult for, for you in particular to have to try to help people unlearn something and that takes time. And that's what you have opportunities to do in a practice like yours, right? Yes. And I think that when you look at the conventional model is everyone is just compartmentalized and like shipped off to like go to the heart doctor, go to the kidney doctor, and no one's looking at the whole picture. And I'll, I'll be at my, you know, office with a patient and I'll just look at the whole picture. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, we need to focus on this. I don't know why this is not being focused on. And it's because they're being like, it's like hot potato. That's what I think medicine is nowadays is people are just tossed around to specialists to different specialists. Nothing ever gets done. Oh my gosh. It's like, the bathroom, we had a flood in our bathroom, a pipe burst. And I don't know, like my husband and the floor guy and everyone's just like talking and they're all just talking and nothing ever gets done. And it drives me crazy. So I like to get stuff done and, and get people started, you know, with healing, but, but yeah, like your, like your doctor that you went to see that she does the vaginal rejuvenation and focuses on hormones and she's, you know, sitting down, listening to people. Um, and that's the thing you set your prices. So you, you carve out that time, not just with the patient, but the the time you're spending on patient research, yes, the conferences you're going to this specialty training that you are doing because you're passionate about it because you want to be the best for your patient. I mean, I, I don't know if like some of my patients probably realize that follow me on social media. Like I spend so much time reading and doing research and going that extra mile. Um, I was talking to like my friend who's a surgeon about 
you know, this, this case I have, and I'm like, why are things like this? Cause especially like you were talking about breast cancer. So weird. I just, mm -hmm. the protocols are so weird. They don't make sense from a logical standpoint. A lot of my patients don't want mammograms every year and it's just bizarre. So I just want to support my patients where they're at and make sure that they are getting the best care. And sometimes conventional medicine, I really don't think is the best care. It's, yeah. I mean, look at America. We're, we're a mess. Yeah, don't, please don't look at us. Look at somebody else. I mean, in every way right now, right? Like Europe has never looked better to me, but um, I will tell you that one of the things that I would argue is the most difficult to get people to understand today is why it's cash-based. You know, um, people get that insurance card. So for example, because I like to give people real examples of what's happening. My husband works for UPS, which actually equates to having the best insurance in the whole world. Okay. The insurance covers literally everything for my whole family. I could go anywhere and have anything done. For my own therapy, mental health therapy, I drive 40 minutes to see somebody in person that I pay $100 an hour to. Now, I don't have to do that, but um, I do that because I want somebody that's really going to take care of me and that has an understanding and that spends time at conferences, that researches, that reads, that understands you know, uh, addiction and trauma and all the things for me. I could use my insurance card. Certainly could, but I'm probably going to have to go through seven people to find the right person. Hence why there is such a frustration in the medical industry. I am dealing with it at this very moment. One of my dearest friends had cancer, went for a test, the test from the physician's office to the technician, wrong, not the right test. She goes through this uncomfortable procedure and, and now is going to have to be in voicemail hell for a good hour just to try to get through to a triage nurse. And, and I always say like, it shouldn't be this hard. There's an understanding that, you know, especially in this day and age, people are just trying to get by. Right. But when it comes to our health and if we learned anything in this pandemic, I mean, what would be the most important thing, but our health and prevention versus chronic disease. So I, you know, I implore people to, to understand that because, you know, from the other side, not the doctor, Sharon, oh my God, I can't believe Dr. Jen charges so much. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and I have no idea what you charge, but I hope it's a lot because what, whatever it is, it's not enough considering what you have to do. So I have a doctor in New York city. It's $700 just to walk in the door. And that's the way it should be because there's been years of uh, schooling and, and anyway, I could go on about this for days and I'm not even a doctor. I'm just real passionate about what you're doing. So is there, is there anything so I can stop talking and, and people can listen to you more um, that you want people to know about what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I think you brought up some good points. So insurance care is sick care. That's so right. I really try to preach this. I preach this on my social media, um, you know, on, on all my, like my business and my personal account, because you insurance is literally insurance. So people have to think about it this way, your car, you have car insurance, right? That car insurance does not pay for your gasoline. 
it doesn't even pay for oil changes. It just pays for if you got in an accident, it's an insurance. So right. we have to think about, excuse me, this is <laughs> God bless you. Dr. Sneeze too, everybody. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> well, I have a little throat thing it's going around my office. So, so insurance, think of it like that car and people, when I explain that, they're like, oh, okay. Because insurance, you have to think of it. So I have four children, my husband and I, we pay a lot towards our insurance. Mm. I just take the kids once a year just to, just to have them looked over. Like what if I missed a heart murmur or something, right? Like when you see your kids every day, you know, I just, I take them in once a year. I like my pediatrician. We just use the insurance. It's fine. Cause I do all the natural stuff at home. And I, I just like, it's just insurance in case my, my kids break bones. Cause they do that all the time. So right. not, not too much, but you know, I have three boys. So you have to think of insurance like that. Like what if, I, what if I got in an accident? What if I cut myself? You know, that's what your insurance, it's an insurance policy. It should not be used for, for a lot of health. Cause even some of the prevention tests that they do, there's better things out there. Um, gosh, to ask a doctor to order a fasting insulin, they like look crazy. So, uh, cause I had my, my primary do it. Cause I just, see a regular primary and I'm just, can you get all these labs? And he actually fired me, which is funny. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yes. I have I, been fired too. <laughs> oh, good. I, I was yeah. kind of offended. And then I'm like, actually the office was really hard to deal with. And I'm like, well, cool. I won't refer patients to you anymore, but, <laughs> but that's, that's what you have to realize. And if you, if your only option is doing the insurance model, then you might have to shop around, you know, and it's really hard for people to let go of the fact that they need to pay for better medical care, but this is yeah. the world right now. Things have changed. There's too much administration. They, so that drives up health, healthcare costs. Yep. Then they have doctors that have to see 10 to 20. I don't even know. They have to see a patient every 15 minutes. Yep. And, and if they don't, then they're not going to get paid. They're trying to pay off loans. They're exhausted when they get home because they feel like they couldn't even spend time with their patients. They had to be documenting the whole time. There's all these different rules for insurance to cover visits. They're stressed. So they're not even the right headspace to probably treat patients. And then they go home and they can't read about things that maybe they had a patient that they're like, oh, you know, I wish I could research more about this, but they're so burnt out. So this is a broken system. And if, if you, if you want into a broken system, then keep using it. You're, you're not going to find health. Like I, I hate to say that. So, and then doctors listening, if you're part of the broken system and you're scared and you want to break free, you need to do it. You need to take that leap. You have to plan ahead and make sure financially you can handle it for a little bit. I mean, I had a local pediatrician reach out to me and he wants to jump ship after the pandemic. He's like, I don't believe in what I do anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be forcing stuff on people, but he's scared. He's at the end of his career. And, and I have, I have people approach me all the time and doctors know I'm like a safe person to talk to, but but a lot of them, they don't do it. And it's just perpetuating the broken system. So, I mean, I've even told doctors, I would mentor them. I'm like, I could guarantee you patients because I know there's a need out there. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is just have faith that 
you can come back to why you got into medicine and you can have that, that feeling that you're actually helping people and making a difference where I don't think doctors pushing, you know, the latest, um, biological, you know, to cover up the root cause. I don't think they feel good about that. Or if they do, they're lying to themselves, which yeah. a lot of them are kind of brainwashed. So I am totally down for what you're saying. You know, I was diagnosed recently by a primary care doctor with hyper irritability. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's, it's on TikTok. There's a whole thing. I put it all out there. It's since been removed from my uh, medical records because I started in, in corporate medicine. Um, I, I was director of operations for New York medical with Eastern Western medicine. And I know when the doctors are working for the company that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get that thing removed. That's not a problem. And he doesn't work there anymore. And I don't ever want to see anybody terminated. I would have never sued a physician, but it is so bad what's happening out there right now. And the more we encourage our patients to not stand for it, you know, a, a lot of the problem I see is that, and it's not even their fault, right? Like I know better, right? Cause I'm in this industry, you know, better because you're in this industry. So it's easy for us. Like I see what's going on behind when my mom comes home from the doctor with my dad, who has Alzheimer's and said, the nurse said, I go, it's not a nurse. Stop giving that medical assistant a raise. <laughs> That's a medical assistant. And there's nothing wrong with medical assistants, but it's not, you, you don't even know who's who. You know, the, the physician's assistant is not the doctor, the DO and the MD, they're different. Acupuncture is actually not terrible. If somebody wants to put a needle in you for some relief, it's actually not terrible. So there's this whole thing inside of the system that is so wrong, but we have to, and thank God you're doing it on social media because really as much bad as everybody says that there is, and, you know, I own a social media company, so I would never say those things. It's almost the only way sometimes through the conversations like this, opportunities to speak at conferences and social media to start debunking because the generations that are coming after us are not going to stand for a doctor that diagnoses me with hyper irritability because I disagreed with him. It's not going to happen. We're yeah. going to speak up. Right. And the thing that I find really encouraging is I have spoken integrative medicine focused topics the last four years at a local um, osteopathic conference. And, and then I spoke at also more integrative stuff at a Ohio, like a national osteopathic conference. And doctors want to hear about this. They want to. And, and what they love is I really put all the evidence out there because integrative and functional medicine is evidence-based. <laughs> We're not just like, it's not snake oil. It's actually mm -hmm. legit. So it's so cool because when I put the studies up there and I tell them about case studies and they just, they want more, they want to know about this. That's the thing. Your doctor wants to help you. And that's why sometimes I think just the conventional medicine insurance model is just breaking down doctors because they Yes, it's like ruining the system and it's all about like protocols and it's all about productivity and you get bonused on how many patients you see and that's just not how it should be. And at the end of the day, doctors are trying to pay off their student loans. They're trying to support their family and provide for their family. Yeah. 
putting them in a very uncomfortable situation. So I think that the more doctors and the more patients that realize what's going on, that we do kind of have to fight back, um, you know, to your insurance company or just realize, okay, I'm at peace that my insurance is just that insurance. It's like my car insurance. It's just another bill. If I want health, true health and to prevent disease, then maybe I need to do something else. Like I had a patient that come in, came in and she was just like, I'm just here to make sure I'm healthy. I'm in my forties. So we got her basic um, labs back. We didn't get her gut testing back yet, but we got her basic labs back. And I'm like, yeah, you have Hashimoto. We found Hashimoto. She had no symptoms and she had um, early insulin resistance. And I felt bad because I was like, I, I know you came in here and didn't think anything was going on, but this would have surfaced five years from now, right. probably the Hashimoto's, 10 years from now as diabetes. Mm-hmm. And what we're, the work we're going to do now is going to make it. So you are just going to be like rocking it in your fifties and sixties and you're mm-hmm. going to be optimal. So we, we don't want average. We want optimal, you yes. know, and, and that's like what my job is, is to, um, I, I love, I actually love those patients that are just like, I'm here to get optimal. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. They usually get a continuous glucose monitor and gut testing. And it's fun. It's really fun because then they just, they don't know how good they could feel, you know, they're just kind of coasting. So. Yeah, everybody, it's good out there. Once you start going to see these integrative medicine doctors, you know, when people say to me, Sharon, I was thinking about doing IV therapy. I'm like, yeah, that's so 10 years ago for me, but yes, you should. All of these things are great, all of them, but we need more of you. And I think that um, more women too, especially, I ran pediatrics for eight years. I understand the physicians that want to stay comfortable. Um, I, I know it very well. And and in pediatrics and in primary, you have to have volume if you want to make any money, if you're in that uh, SIG-based uh, culture. And if you break out on your own, I mean, my goodness, I have a, a a physician that's been on the show a bunch of times and she started in the pandemic to do mobile pediatrics and she's already, you know, bringing on her next provider, like you were talking about before, you know, it might take a little time, but I bet today you feel so good about taking that chance because now you have time with your family, you have time with your husband, you can treat patients and you can afford a lifestyle that you want. So the freedom, I I don't know, there's no price tag on it for me. It was hard for me to break out. I was making a ton of money running medical practices, but I just didn't believe in what I was doing anymore. So it's a, it's a chance to become an entrepreneur and physicians certainly are not taught business in medical school. Um, but these conversations I, I hope are, are helpful and I hope that we get to have more. Is there anything that you want to leave um, the audience with today, Doc? Yeah. So any physicians out there listening, I mean, I, I will elevate you however I can, you know, share posts or we can, you can come on my podcast, the integrative health podcast with Dr. Jen. I mean, I, I really want to build each other up and, and help more people. So I think the community is great once you come over. Um, also, I have a great blog, Healthology by Dr. Jen. I have lots of protocols up there, really cool ones like protocols for MRIs and CTs, what to do after. Most of them are inspired by my patients and their questions. So I dug deep into research, like researched all the different CT contrasts, which one's best for your kidneys, 
um, and then how to detox from it. So I, I really, I really have a lot of fun educating and um, yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no, it's been really great. And we're going to put all the information on how to follow um, on the in the show notes. So please be sure to to check out this fab physician that hopefully I can encourage to get over here to the Tampa Bay area because we need way more. Um, we'll have your husband on next to have a conversation with him <laughs> and all the kids. No, I, uh, I'm sure there is a great need for, for where you are in Ohio. Um, and I appreciate your time today. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Sharon.